0: Hello, I'm Michael Hasted, and you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, bringing you interviews and news relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, which are either in English or where language is no problem. We cover Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and the surrounding areas.
1: Talk radio online.
0: A couple of weeks ago, we dedicated a programme to Stett, the English Theatre, because it looked as though they will have their funding from the city of The Hague removed next year. They launched a petition, and which last time I looked, had around 2,500 signatures. Well, it's not only Stett that has this threat hanging over them, as our reporter Zoe Bass discovered.
2: I'm sitting here at uh, border kitchens and crossing borders, uh, central office uh, in Kerkstraat in The Hague and I've just been speaking with Michelle Baer Michelle, welcome to Arts Talk Radio today
1: Yeah, thank you very much
2: Now, um, Michelle, we've We've just been talking about a rather distressing piece of news, the cancelling or the possible cancelling of the Crossing Borders Festival from 2021. And this has really been just a massive shock, I think, for the whole community of The Hague, particularly those of us who, who are great uh, patrons of, of your event. Can you just tell us about this news and what is behind it?
1: Well, yeah, we, um, every four years uh, there's an advice here uh, for all the cultural institutions in The Hague if they will get their subsidy for the next four years. And there was a cultural commission that was from out of out of, out of the city and they, they don't really have to, I don't have the idea, they, they're not from the literary world, they don't know the festival, I think they've never been at the festival, <laughs> and they gave us a shocking advice that we don't get anything for the for the next four years, which is Yeah, it was completely out of the blue for us. I mean, we we didn't expect it. I mean, we had some really good years, actually. And uh, so, yeah, we were really, uh, really surprised. And everyone.
2: As were we. Now, this festival has been going for 28 years. So it really is part of the culture of The Hague. And as you also explained to me, um, it involves national and local funding. Um, and if the local funding falls away, that will also mean that the national funding will fall away. So um, what would that mean for for the Crossing Borders Festival?
1: Well, that means we get a pretty big amount of national funding also. Yeah, but like you say, if the municipality doesn't give anything, we don't get it also. So that means just, uh, yeah, the festival's terminated... Uh... 1st of January, which is such a waste of uh, capital and and cultural inheritance of the city. It's it's completely crazy, I think.
2: Maybe, uh, Michelle, we can just talk a little bit about this festival. Now, I have been the last two years and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. But for those of our listeners, perhaps, who are hoping to come this year or maybe next, tell us a bit about it. It is a literature festival, which is quite unusual, but it really is very international. Can you... Maybe just tell us some of the highlights of it in the past.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, Crossing Border, what, what is really new, unique about Crossing Border that it mixes uh, literature with music. Not, not something you see on other festivals where you have a music venue and a literature venue, but we mix like everything up. So it's alternative pop music, there's a poet, there's spoken word, there's poetry, all mixed. The authors performing are international, most of them. Uh, we mix b- the bigger names with uh, with upcoming talent, so uh, you can discover a lot of new talent uh, from all over the world at the festival. And some bigger names recently were uh, Hilary Mantel, for example. We had uh, last year we had Colson Whitehead, who just won this, his second uh, Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, you name it, from Salman Rushdie to even enemy big music names uh, that do poetry, like Patti Smith or Lou Reed in the past. Or uh, yeah, you name it. So a, a lot of big names. So um, yeah.
2: For those of us who are hopeful that this won't take place, um, what, what are you doing about this? And perhaps also, what, what could our listeners do if they wanted to help?
1: Um, now, for now, we are actually asking our community uh, of, uh, of authors, of publishers, and of course the audience uh, that enjoys the festival to please help us uh, and write to the alderman. Uh, it could be a small, just a small quote, or it doesn't have to be a long letter, but. Just something why you like crossing border, why you think it should stay in the city, and, and direct it to the alderman, and maybe email that to info at crossingborder uh, email address, which is on our website, um, and we, we bundle all those all those replies, which are already over thousand, uh, now and we'll present this to the alderman, and hopefully he can will turn around this advice because it's an advice, huh? so the so the municipality can still change this uh, with this weird. Uh, Thing. Yeah.
2: Okay. <clears throat> and you you also mentioned to me earlier that that authors like like Hilary Mantel are in fact writing in themselves. So we've got some really big names who've come to the Hague, who've been part of your festival, and they feel also that this would be a great loss uh, to to the Hague.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Big national names like, for example, you know, Arno Grünberg or Arjen Lubach or or AFT, Van der Heijden, uh, and Henry Mantel. We just had one from Guillermo Arriaga, uh, David Fenn, yeah, you name it. So they're all, all replying now and write great great letters for us. So, yeah, they have to do something about this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope so, Michelle. Thank you so much for talking to us today on Ask talk and we are fully in support of, of this campaign.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I think if everyone helps, then uh, we can turn this around for sure.
0: That was Zoe Baus talking to Michel Baer of the Crossing Border Festival and Border Kitchen. If you can do anything to support them, it would avoid us losing some of the most important literary events in the Netherlands. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio, with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will
2: always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk Magazine, all one word, NL. Arts Talk Arts Talk Radio Online features on the arts in English.
0: I'm in the. Noel Langedijk in Delft and I'm in, as you can probably hear from the noise in the background, a school. It's an old school which has now been converted into artists and musician studios, but there is still a classroom here and they're in their playground at the moment. And I'm with Erwin Byersbergen and his wife, Jackie Saluiz, and you are um, you, you work together as musicians. Jackie, you're a singer. Go, you, your professional name is Louise. Yes, you. And you sing jazz. Who do you like singing?
3: Um, I really do admire Nini Simone and uh, Billie Holiday. They're probably my most favourite inspirations, yeah. I also make ceramic and I write and I knit. You knit? Yes, you will have to see.
0: And Erwin, you're a jazz musician and you play guitar. And what music do you play mainly? It's mainly jazz, uh, modern jazz, but influenced by whom?
4: um i like i like the traditional sound uh, of jazz and uh, my main influence is uh, one of the main influences is the piano player bill evans from uh, america
0: so how do you transpose bill evans to guitar
4: yeah that's uh, that's um i've i think i have uh, five ways to to do that one is uh, to feel the the sphere what i feel what he's doing other other thing is to uh, trend to make a transcription of one of his um, working out and uh, I work it, I work it out by myself and I think hey that note I can't play because the my guitar hasn't uh, 24 frets or uh, oh that's that's not a chord I can play I can do it I have to change and so I have to put uh, a lot of uh, own fantasy and imagination in uh, in my working progress.
0: And is it still recognisable as Bill Evans? Uh,
4: yeah, be- yeah, a- absolute. Because um, the influence is from I think now a uh, year, thirty years, and uh, I listened very intensively to uh, to Bill F. Evans and. Um, And I played 12 of his tunes, 11, I think. 11 of his tunes, so uh, Bill Evans' fans would recognize at least his compositions.
0: (laughs) Um, And you play uh, tenor guitar, don't you? Which is quite unusual, and I think um, a lot of people, I I mean, I've been playing guitar a a long time, but I was not familiar with a tenor guitar. Um, We'll we'll come to that in a minute, and perhaps you can sort of demonstrate a bit, but I'll I'll go back to Jackie about about the building. Um, how long has this um, been Artist Studios and when did it stop being a school?
3: I think it's um, about 30 years ago uh, that the school stopped as being a school and then the, the Gemeente Delft rented it to artists, so now.
0: And how, how many are in here at the moment, do you know?
3: Um, let's say one two, about ten. And, like and ten and artists, like painters, like sculptors, uh, musicians, um, teachers. It's
0: a wonderful place. I love yes. it. Um, right, right. Can we have a?
3: Can you? Can you
4: give a little demonstration of your tenor guitar? Is it handy? It sounds like this is the normal sound of a guitar, but when I play the same um, chords. On a baritone, it's uh, maybe it's a tenor, but they've been sold as a baritone guitar. You play, so you hear it's a lot of lot lower, and it sounds more like a bass. Maybe when you work with um, try to remember chords or uh, progressions, uh, uh, try to re- remember. I think it's very difficult, but I always play uh, with a system. I hear where the chord is going and to me, it doesn't matter if it's, it's in A or D. Yeah, the sound is different, but I, I play in a kind of relationship, it's a relative um, um, I, it's but when you play,
0: when I was listening to you the other night, it actually sounded like there was a bass player. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's, that's because I love to go when it's possible to the lower notes. And uh, a lot of bass players always, uh, also play in the higher register. And, uh, register and uh, um, so, yeah, so we can play with a drummer and it sounds like a trio that's the I love to do it because uh, the drummer
0: in your um, trio is Rob Kramer yeah. who we know yeah. and I believe you also teach at his music school what sort of age uh,
4: the I, I think this afternoon I got I, I will see for the first time a guy from uh, six seven years <laughs> six seven years but uh, Tuesday, last Tuesday I had a guy, David, uh, a very talented guy, he's 20, I think, I guess he's, he's 20 years.
0: And you, t- you used to teach all styles? You used to teach jazz and rock and fingerstyle
4: and everything. everything? But not uh, classical because I'm not trained for it. I'm not, uh, I can't do it. Uh, classical music. Yeah. I love I love Bach and Tchaikovsky and Chopin, Debussy, but it's not my direction, I'm uh, jazz guitar.
3: Damn, that's got Damn, that's not child
0: That's gone is How long have you been together?
3: Um, five years now. Yes, uh, last year we uh, got married and uh, Friday is our first anniversary.
0: Oh, well done. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And have you always sung?
3: No, not always, because in my uh, previous life, I always say that, I was doing things in management, so that's completely different.
0: And you didn't sing at all then?
3: No, uh, maybe, N- not really. No, just just like to sing in the car or under the shower like everybody everybody does. So. I, don't, yeah.
0: I don't sing in the shower.
3: <laughs> you don't sing in the shower? OK, I'm not going to ask in you. Fact, I'm, in fact, I
0: make an effort not to sing anywhere. I
3: oh, you know You should, because it makes you very happy. Mm. Yeah, no, I started singing in 2003 and then uh, I grew and I uh, started to take lessons and um, and then I met Erwin and then we started to create music together. So this is so beautiful and I'm the most happy, I'm very happy at this point.
0: Did you, before you went into, into business, did you have ambitions to be a singer when you were younger, when you were a child?
3: <laughs> yes, I did. I was always uh, pretending to, um, No, I was was performing with my hairbrush, I think Uh, a lot of young (laughs) girls do that. And then I I had this uh, cassette recorder and I taped all the the numbers from the radio. And I I had a mirror and my hairbrush and then I started singing.
0: This was before karaoke?
3: It was pre, (laughs) last century, yes, yeah, yeah.
0: So, do you think you've now found your your true path?
3: Yes, I really do believe that, yeah. And it took me some time, but it's not... Um, we, I come from a very uh, musical and artistic background, because my uncle and my uh, aunt uh, used to make music with the Blue Diamonds and Willeke Alberti and Willy Alberti and Anneke Groenlo. So that's, yeah, they're a Dutch artists. So, so
0: it's in your blood?
3: Yes, and my grandfather was a painter, and his father was a painter, so...
0: so I think you it's in my d- blood. D- you wasted all, all those years in offices?
3: Um, I hope not. <laughs> no, I can still use the, the talent to organise uh, things, and yes. So.
0: Okay, well, I think uh, business's loss is art's gain. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, Jackie Sarluise and Erwin um, Byersberger, thanks very much indeed. You're welcome. I was talking and listening to Jackie Sarluise and Erwin Byersberger a few weeks ago, Before the coronavirus lockdown.
1: Arts Talk Radio Online.
0: Well, that's another week gone with no great cause for optimism for the performing arts. Most of the venues and events have organised some sort of online presence. You can check at Arts Talk magazine who is doing what and when, but it's going to be a long time before any of the venues will be able to function as normal. I'm Michael Hasted and I'll be back in a week or so. So until then, stay safe and stay well. Bye.